we're live. Live action. On this March 28, 2021. Episode 4 of The Man With Bands. That man, Jordan Bristow. What's good? What's good with the new mic? Ooh, we finally got some good quality better than mine. <laughs> I had this up. I had this up the second podcast and I had it plugged in and I didn't have it the settings right. So the whole time I thought I was using this mic, I was using my laptop still. Mm-hmm. But not today, audio. <laughs> now it's going to sound better than me. Then I'm going to have to upgrade. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, but. It is what it is. What's happening, dog? Feels like it wasn't even a week that we did a live podcast stream. It's pretty wild to me. Time flies when you're having fun. Getting on the Zoom call, I'm like, bruh. Feels like I haven't done a podcast in over a month. (laughs) I don't know why, it just feels like a long time. So what's new, bro? What's new with the Broncos? (laughs) <laughs> the Broncos. Well, first off, I have to fact check myself. Last podcast, I said the Broncos. I think I came off and said they have seven wins, but they're actually they actually went five and eleven last season. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> but you, you know that's what you gotta do. You gotta round up if you can as much as you can. But yeah, five and eleven with that ninth pick in the draft. So. I've been kind of like looking at it, looking at this draft, just as you know, trades unfold and kind of things kind of change. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I did a little mock draft myself. I I ended up same thing with what I said that Mike Parsons is in the linebacker spot. And then I got Eric Stokes as the cornerback because you can never have too many. And then Javion Holland from our safety. How's the mock draft work? Do you have to, like, get every draft pick? Like, every team or just yours? No, you can pick. I just put it on the fastest setting possible. And then, you know, you, you pick your team. I pick the Broncos. Put it on the fastest setting possible, like the automated pick. Mm-hmm. And then you can pick the number of rounds. Like, round one, you can just pick, like, the first round if you want. I just went, like, the top three because I don't really know college like that. So, I, I hear some of these names, but anything, like, Past the third round, I definitely probably haven't heard them, you know. Ah, that's interesting. And then it just, it just automatically picks them, and then once your spot, you just get a little roster of all the available picks, and you can kind of filter it by position or whatever. And you just uh, look at your team, or you look at every team? No, I mean, you can see on the board what they picked. The ones ahead uh, of you, you can see it all live. But it's and all then all the time, it had Trevor Lawrence going number one? Every single time. Yeah, I saw his freaking stats. The Jags are locked. Or not in. his stats, but his uh, like his height and weight and stuff. Oh, yeah, isn't he? He's like six foot six. Isn't he? Hell yeah, two hundred and twenty mm-hmm. pounds, six six. Oh my god, that's the quarterback right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Compared to that Zach, Zach the man Wilson, the six three. Uh, I forgot how much he weighed, but I was. Just, I, know, I watched a little bit of his little. Pro day, I think that's what it was. You see that sling he just had? I don't know, he was just having fun with it, just sing. Oh my god, <laughs> leave this guy. Uh, I ended up messaging the the boys on the Instagram, and I was like, Zach the man, better than Dak? Question <laughs> mark. They said, uh, 
they they think he's gonna be the next Jake Locker, which brought me like nostalgia vibes. I was like, dang, I forgot about Jake Locker, bro. What the heck? Name drop the, the next Jake Locker, huh? The next Jake Locker or Sam Darnold. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, no no confidence in Zach the man, and he's going number two projected on about every mock draft that I've seen. When you said that, because it seems like the, the Jets would be locked in on Sam Darnold, you know, since it's like his, you know, like the, they say the third or fourth season for QBs is like his most, you know, like cornerstone season, because that's usually their, like, if they're going to break out, that's their breakout season, you know, like really? Josh Allen, for example. Yeah, like Josh Allen sucked ass his first, I believe, his first two seasons, and then he just came out and almost won the MVP. It's just like just things just start clicking, and they say the, the the playbook just slows down, the play slows down. They just get in rhythm, it's chemistry with the system, you know. Speaking of chemistry with the system, I freaking found out that we signed, or not signed, but. This guy, 21 years old, is going to start his coaching um, journey with the Panthers. You said 21 years old? He's going to be the assistant coach. His name is Garrett McGuire. He says he he knew he was going to be coaching from like the age of four. He's a prodigy, I was about to say. He's like, <laughs> I think he even, uh, I'm not sure, but I, I think I read something that he even uh, worked a little bit, I guess, in college, you know, coaching-wise. Uh, I guess, like, an internship or something, probably. Yeah. I'm not sure. But with Matt Rule over there in Temple, kind of curious. He's reuniting hmm. with the man in, <laughs> in the pros. 21 like, years. That's that's super young, bro. That's stupid young. For a coaching assistant? That sounds like we're about to have some crazy offense. Golly. I don't know, bro. I was tripping on that. That was a weird weird thing to see. I just saw it on the, the Panthers website. I was like, what the heck? Who's this guy? Garrett McGuire, huh? I was like, that's interesting. Huh. What kind of what kind of plays did you did you think of as soon as you heard that you're thinking of like some tight end tight end <laughs> runs down the middle or what? So I was curious because I don't really like look at mock drafts, but I was looking at I just clicked on one mock draft that had Trevor going first, Zach going second, mm-hmm. and then we had the crazy news that happened over the weekend. And um, 49ers that traded up to the Dolphins for the number three pick. The, the screams QB to me. And then uh, they, what's it called? They they traded the pick. They got the number three. And then Dolphins went to number 12. And then that pick switches that they ended up getting was a uh, Third round and a first round pick for 2022 and 2023. Damn it. And then the Dolphins ended up trading with the Eagles to go to number six. And now the Eagles are number 12. And they traded a first round in 2022. And they traded that pick, you know, number six to 12. 
And also, they gave away their 123rd pick this year. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. So they ended up getting the Niners. Looks like they're going to be the lucky ones to draft Trey Lance. Everybody talking about Trey Lance. They have or that pit, that mock draft that I ended up getting. I just clicked on one and it said Falcons ended up getting Justin Fields, uh-huh. which was actually projected to go to Carolina. And I was just curious on that because I was like, then who would we pick up? And then <laughs> out of nowhere, I see Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yep. uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> we are going to get three tight ends in the system, bro. We're going to be. And then with that new 21-year-old that would be nice. coaching assistant, Matt Rule, Joe Brady, they already had trickery with uh, the former Carolina Panther. Uh, what was his name? Y'all like him a lot. I think he's all right. Uh, saw saw his tw- like his twin get knocked out last night. What was his name? Chuck McCurdy. Curtis Samuel. <laughs> Dude had the freaking mini dreads and everything. Little. I was like, hey, hey, there's Curtis Samuel. He just got knocked out. That's pretty well. You don't think he's gonna do much with the Washington football team? Who's their quarterback? <laughs> I like the pause. I wanna say, I wanna say it. Uh, Atkins. Uh, <laughs> Who's this? I don't know. Uh, damn. Honestly, I don't know either. I just know that. I feel like they got a stud though. Washington got Adam Humphreys. He was pretty all right, right? Yeah, I liked him. I liked him. Um, hey, don't they have the rookie wide receiver? Was it? Oh, uh, Terry McLaurin or something like that. Yeah, there you go, McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's good. Well, yeah, I, I think he'll do pretty decent over there. Probably, then, probably, I would say he'll probably get more yards than he did in Carolina. Because yeah, I, think I so can't too. even think of their running back. Who? Washington. Gibson? Isn't he a rookie as well? Wasn't yeah, he, he was a rookie? He yeah, did pretty he, good, he had, actually. I think I had him on my fantasy. Thinking yeah, he had a good run. He had a good run. I think he's going to be even better next year, especially if they can open up the pass game. Ooh, but, uh, and then they got Ron Rivera. You know, is Samuels, is he a slot guy? Or is he like a down, run down the field guy? Uh, I always thought of him as a slot guy. See, that's what I thought. He was supposedly number two well, before we had Robbie. And then Robbie came in, and then him and DJ did their thing. And then I was just like, "What? when is Samuel going to get into the mix? And then they ended up doing that trickery stuff with him where he'll just, like, start freaking getting the reverse and start going deep. I'm like, golly, like, how come he can't sweep or something? Yeah, I guess it was, like, his only time to shine type of shit. So he'll just fucking get that ball and start chopping. So, and it looked pretty, pretty decent, pretty decent runner. But then... Like, it's a trick play, so, I mean, if it works, it's going to work pretty good. Compared to over there in uh, Washington, I'm not sure if Ron Rivera even does trick plays. I know he does probably, like, fake punts from time to time. But, <laughs> but with, yeah. with the whole scheme on the offense, I'm not quite sure. I think he's going to try to actually be the number one 
It's going to be his mindset is my guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know that McLaurin dude got I don't, I don't know if he can take it. He's That guy's good. That's what I'm saying. He'd rather be a slot guy. But the mindset is going to be like, oh, I ain't going to let no second year be better than me. I'm going to be I'm gonna be the man. I came and over here to be the man. It's going to be a little though, competitor. Uh, it's be uh, a lot of, the, and then Adam too. Oh, Adam, yeah, yeah. He's I don't know. I don't even remember what he was like. You know what his specialty was. I think he just Maybe has either. a knack for getting open. What team was he on? I don't know why I want to say Vikings, but I, I know. Adam Humphries. Yeah, Titans, right? Was he? Yeah, he would occasionally get the ball. Talking about Washington's football team's wide receiver room oh, and where yeah. they might stand. Oh no, man! How did they do this year? This past year, they're doing all right. The whole division did booty. That shit was a weird ass division. I remember talking about it with fucking episode one and two. <laughs> yeah, it was like how weird. Let's see, seven and nine, they did better. Oh yeah, than, they did better than all of us. Feels like. I wanna I wanna say that was our freaking Yeah. We did five and eleven. Five and eleven then Is that Tell the same me. as y'all? <laughs> it's comeback season. We got third place in the division though. Haha, <laughs> shout out to Falcons. Y'all need to rise up. <laughs> what do you think? You guys are gonna place a good second place this upcoming season? I don't know. So this is well, offset to the to the Washington football team, we don't really care about y'all, so we just gonna we just gonna skip y'all right now. Everything we talked about might get deleted. Fuck y'all. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so so like last episode before the Saints. Just kept on fucking getting first in the division years after years after years. Uh, we always had this like weird ass juju vibes where the last place in the division would end up first place somehow. No matter how fucking shit you did, like the next year you just up there a contender. So that looks like if that shit's still going, Falcons might. I don't know where, you know, be contenders and then with the reconstruction and they're going to get trade Lance in this draft. But now Niners went up and look like they're going to get trade. Screw it all up for them. I will say Atlanta did one of my favorite free agency pickups. Ooh, I like, uh, who are you talking my about? Uh-huh, that's what I was going to get to. I was like, damn, that's a nice little grab. I like Mike Davis a lot. I think he could be a number one easy. He is a number one already, I would say. The only other dude, do you know him? His name is Ito Smith. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> so that basically was the number two for them the whole time. They had uh they had picked up Todd Gurley for a year. Yeah. And uh I looked at their death chart once uh Mike Davis once we gave uh got rid of Mike Davis, I went to the death chart to see like Damn, these guys are gonna have Mike Davis, Todd Gurley, Edo. I was like, that's that's a lot of running backs. And then I checked, and Todd Gurley is not on the team no more, not on the depth chart or nothing. So I guess it was like a legit one year. That he's a free hmm. agent right now, I believe. 
They ain't no sign of him or nothing. He's good in the red zone, but besides that... He was good in the Rams for a good minute, right? And then he got, like, what, a knee injury or something? Yeah, he was nice with the Rams. I, I liked him a lot. But then when he went to Atlanta, it seems like they used him... He got a, he got a lot of touchdowns, I feel like, because yeah. the amount of touches he... They just used him in the red zone. They run that shit. You can get it. And now they got Mike Davis. Money Mike is what I call him because once CMC went down, that boy was just straight money for us. He probably he had don't. like one or two games throughout his little spurt right there while picking up the load for CMC. Like one or two games where he did maybe like a hundred less. But other than that, he always had over a hundred yards. Just tearing it up. So, second man up. So after we got rid of Mike Davis to Atlanta, and I think he's going to be the number one, they finally got a nice running back. Started thinking, I can't really think of another division where I feel, I feel like the NFC South is the division of the running back kings, bro. We got CMC over here, Mike Davis, just one of the Falcons. Buccaneers just re-signed Leonard Fournette for another, I think, a year. And then you have Alvin Kamara in the yeah, Saints. Good. And I was like, dang, it's like the NFC South is the king of the running backs. I don't know if that could be true, though, man, just because the Titans aren't in that division. No, I'm saying, like, the whole division, no. they're in the AFC South. So the AFC South looks like the Titans... The Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars. I think Titans got that one locked up. Okay, can you name the Colts? I think I can only name Marlon Mack. They oh, they got that uh, that Titan of uh, that Titan, the rookie, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he did good. He did pretty good for a rookie. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people don't. I like Marlon Mack too. Who's the? Who's the? I don't like that guy. I had him on fantasy for like two, three years straight, and that boy never did anything. He just got hurt. Never did mm-hmm. anything. So I was like, man, who's the Jaguars running back? Because only it's, one. It's, it's the Robinson guy. That rookie. He's, he did. He's he's definitely the best rookie running back. Uh yeah. He broke. He broke one K. James Robinson, now you're talking about? There you go, yes sir. James Robinson and Devin Ozigbo. That's what it looks like right now to the depth chart. And then the Texans got a lot of running backs now, right? Yeah, they're going to be splitting in three ways, it seems like. And just to cap off Robinson, James Robinson, he ended with 1,070 rushing yards, seven TDs. Yeah, not too bad for a rookie, for sure. So it's going to be a battle of the AFC South and the NFC South for running back Kings. I didn't see no uh, Henry workout. That guy has some crazy workouts, bro, for his balance and his strength. He was standing on that look. Did you see him doing the push-ups off of resistant bands? Yeah, I seen that. I was like, golly, this guy is Can you step on workout? Yeah, yeah, with uh, where he's standing on the balance ball and having just people yeah, run, or not run to him, but come at him. That's a jog a little bit of walk, yeah. That's a lot of power. Compared to CMC, that's a lot of power. It's a lot of boy. 
A lot of man, six actually. Six foot four, six foot four, six foot three. Is he? Yeah, Derek Henry's big, bro. I want to say I want to say six four, but it might be six three. But yeah, I just know he's I just know he's a big ass dude. Six three, and runs six, a three. forty in four point five seconds. At two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. <laughs> Golly, that's some crazy stats right there, buddy. Shout out to Isaac Diaz. So when I visited Keith, find out he lives near Jerry Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah, he lived the near his gated community. Gosh, and his roommate that. Isaac Diaz works at the UPS store where. Jerry Jones' sister goes in there about every day, returning shit and all this shit. And out of nowhere, this guy is working. Derrick Henry walks in to return or to send something out. Imagine that. He has like some estate in Dallas or something. Goes into the UPS store, said it was a big boy. I was like, God, I can imagine this guy makes NFL stars look like ants. I can imagine just a, like me, you pedestrians, just working, and then Derrick Henry just walks in with the tank top. He's like, what's up, bro? Want to send this out? $800 worth of shit. I don't want no fucking insurance on it. I'm good. If it gets there, it gets there. <laughs> he, he, he held his composure and just... Just forehead just sweat a little bit. It just held his composure, bro, and just talk to him like a just a normal human being. Hey man, that's how you gotta do it, though, man. Like, hey, you Derrick Henry, huh? Yeah, I'm a big fan of you had a you had a nice ninety nine yard run, bro. That was that was a nice one. Man, man, kept it so calm that Derrick Henry said, "Man, I thank you for not like being all awkward and asking for pictures and stuff like that, bro." So you're good. Leads. Yeah. And then starts fanboying right after. You know how we would. Like, oh yeah. shit, that was Derek fucking Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that was just an interesting shout out to Isaac Diaz. That is cool as fuck. That's crazy, man. Imagine just working at that UPS store where I guess a lot of celebrities just walk in that motherfucker and send shit out. It'd be a nice little thing right there. So, Hell yeah, and he's gonna go tell all his NFL buddies. Yeah, if you're ever in Dallas, go to this UPS store. They don't make you feel weird. <laughs> For real. Whenever you're in Dallas, hit it up. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track on this since we're doing the podcast now. I'm gonna keep track of the AFC South and the NFC South. Cause once once Mike Davis left, I was like, bruh, I think so we have the best running backs in the. Like in our conference, uh huh. So Maybe. now it's gonna be AFC versus NFC South, and we're gonna be keeping up to see who's doing the best thing. You know what I mean? So, so with all these moves and stuff going on, what do you feel like? Does that kind of like change the way you feel like some of the holes you need to fill? In? Like, are like the Panthers overall offense and defense? Well, are there any holes that you're like, damn, we gotta fill that before the season starts? Ooh, I thought I was about to lose you right there again. Wow. Uh, well, we already signed, I think, 11 players. Let's yeah, see. That's a group. 3, 6, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, so we got a cornerback. 
We got a receiver. We got two linebackers. We got a defensive end. Wow. We got a rusher, offensive line, but linebackers, what it says. Two linemen, and it looks like RB. Is that running back? Running back, yeah. We got a new running back? Um, Darius Clark. Never really heard of this guy. Clark. Clark Kent. Darius Clark. Clark. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of him. Me either. And then we got a tight end. And I guess they've been listening to the podcast. (laughs) Talking about Harrison Bucker. We ended up getting this kicker named Matt Amendola. He hasn't played in this in the league or nothing. He's just out of college, I guess. Hmm. Sounds like, like a wide receiver. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like Danny's <laughs> brother and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was uh, I was kind of curious on it. Our kicker right now is five foot eleven, and his percentage. Of his career is 79.4 on field goals. He's made 54 out of 68, which I was like, ugh, that's a lot of misses. Yeah, it doesn't sound too good. His extra points, 72.9%. Oh, dude, this guy sucks. 78 made out of 107, (laughs) bruh. I was like, wow, compared to when he was in college, he was uh, 64 out of 71 field goals. And then his extra points were 169 out of 172. Sounds like he's one of those guys who kicks barefoot. (laughs) This guy's a swole-ass dude, too, so I wouldn't doubt it. And then compared to the new kicker we got, who is two inches shorter, five foot nine. I don't know why I always thought kickers were tall, like six foot and up. I don't know, maybe it's a lower, lower center gravity thing. The Broncos kicker, I believe he's six, six three. That's what I'm saying. Brandon McManus. Yeah, he's I always thought the kicker. I always thought that would be like the average kicker height would be like six three or some shit. But this guy in college, bro, he hit 60 out of 78 field goals. It's 18 misses. And then 179 out of 183 extra points. So mm. compared Is that normal for kickers to, to have two kickers on the roster? Well, I don't know. Don't they I have, like, the – don't? isn't, like, one kicker always, like, the place – the dude that catches the ball for like the extra points, or is that the punter? Maybe I've I've always seen I always seen to me like it's rather the punter or like oh the it's like a backup quarterback huh mm-hmm. ah that's not Tony guess... Romo right when he fucking forgot about that shit god dang once you said that like, oh that's just... the first thing that came to my head. That's when the Seahawks. Fuck <laughs> 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 the Seahawks, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't bring up that. I probably, probably triggered a few folks like get my, my house egged or some shit. I'm going to keep myself fucking 100% accuracy around kicking egg with my fucking barefoot. Become a kicker, too. I'm 5'8". 
Damn. That's crazy. So to answer my original question, uh, is there any, like, concerns on offense or defense where you're like, yeah, we got to pick up, we can beef this up? I always thought for years and years that we can do that with our line. I've just never been confident with our line, even when Cam was there. You You got two new linemen? We got two new linemen that pretty decent after what I've been seeing, but... I've always wanted to draft the lineman. And I see that the Bengals, uh, every mock draft that I've seen, it looks like the Bengals are going to be drafting the, I guess, the top prospect lineman. Yeah, that's what I've seen too. So I wouldn't even know because I don't really watch that much college ball. But to get that future Hall of Famer, Kyle Pitts on the side with freaking Dan Arnold and... I've been saying his name wrong as fuck. Ike Thomas, his real name is Ian Thomas. I A N. <laughs> I've been saying Ike fucking <laughs> since we started this shit. And I fucking search up Ike Thomas, and the only dude that was happening was some like, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but some old school ass tight end. I was like, ah, I wonder if they're father and son. So, Ian, Dan, and Kyle with DJ David Moore and Robbie Anderson. I feel like with CMC and Teddy Bridgewater, they said, Teddy, we want to work around Teddy. Usually have an old reliable tight end. Mm -hmm. What about we give them... Three reliable <laughs> tight ends to play him at the same damn time. We're gonna do some crazy shit. Is that Donald guy? Is he actually that good? I enjoyed what. Well, you know how I've, we live in Texas, so mm-hmm. can't really watch Carolina Panther football every week. I have to like probably get on the computer and find a stream or something. But when I saw a lot of Cardinal football this year. And there are some plays where that boy was just wide open in the middle. Just crazy wide open. Throw him the ball. He catches it. Tall dude. Blocks. I was just like, huh. And then I see that he's a free agent. I was like, I can see him coming to Carolina. I can see it happening. And then we got him. And I was like, hey. So, yeah, I feel like he'll be a Greg Olson 2.0. So, beef up the line, might get Kyle. They said get a quarterback, but it looks like uh, Atlanta really wants a quarterback. So, I'm guessing the only dude that might be open at that time to come to us if we get one is going to be Michael McCorkle Jones. Mac Jones! (laughs) Got the next Tom Brady according to Jay Bams. On the squad. And then let's just say something happens to Teddy and he had to come in. Guess we get to find out. He's the next Tom Brady. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I mean, y- y'all have a good, like, I feel like, especially with the college coach, I don't know. To me, that kind of sounds like he might play with rookies a little better. Like, he might better know how to adjust playbooks for the rookies that they draft. So I could see that being like strength from having a young, you know, 
not an NFL experienced coach. Mm. Kind of relate to the younger mindset a little easier or faster. But who are you most excited to see back in action, back suited up for your Panthers? <laughs> that ain't a question, bruh. CMC? <laughs> yes, sir. Especially since I followed him on Instagram. And he's just, yes, been, wow. he's just been in in the gym, bro, working. And just being one with himself like he always is. Just looks like breakout MVP season, bro. Straight up. Might be, might be his season. He's like water. And that's going to open up Teddy to actually start throwing pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Who are you ready to see suit up for your Denver Broncos? Man, there's just so many players that I'm just, you know. But if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'll definitely pick Cortland Sutton. I'm not oh, number one. Oh, that's a, I forgot about homeboy. He was hurt, huh? Yeah, season basically just ended the season, and I don't know. He's just said I just watched an interview with him today, and he's talking about how excited he was to get back out there because uh, double coverage will open up the rookies more. Got Tim Patrick still with us, so he's talking about like helping out his teammates. Mm-hmm. He loves. He's a wide receiver. He's a big dude. He's a six four, and he's a wide receiver that loves to block. And I, I think that shit's crazy. Like he, he loves this stuff. Really so about that. Huh? Never really hear about a right receiver that must have a lot. That's what I'm saying, bro. He's like he's the, he's a player you just want. He's a wide receiver you just want. And then uh, he opened up those. He he's badass at those fifty fifty balls. Hmm. And then uh, so I don't know, I'm really excited to hear that. And then I seen this tweet to, to kind of boost that up. I seen this tweet by Patrick Mahomes. So um, not exactly how it went, but talking about most interceptions. With from basically from a QB throwing a ball that's over, I believe it was 30 yards, and Patrick Mahomes is number one. There's like 11 interceptions, and then number two right behind him was Drew Locke with 10. Oh uh, yeah. So I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like you know, you just like those deep balls, like and those 50-50 balls are perfect for Sutton. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just really stoked to see. I, I feel like last year was going to be his breakout year. Hmm. You know, I want to say Vaughn Miller, but I don't, I'm just too hyped. Sutton get suited up again. Once you started saying that about Sutton, really, me, really got me thinking about the defense. Now I'm really hyped up to see Brian Burns, our edge rusher, outside linebacker. I fucking love that dude, bro. So that's your number one like free agent. You y'all picked him up, right? Nah, we've had him on the, oh. on the squad for maybe two, three years already. You think he's going to have a nice year? We, with that new one that we got, Hassan Reddick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. find out that boy is reuniting with Matt Rule. He was a player under him at Temple. So I was like, huh. Ooh, that's which, always uh, nice, too. Which, I, which uh, like I tell you, I don't watch college ball at all. Crazy stat that I found out. They asked him, like, uh, while he was playing with Matt Rule, what was one of like his best like accomplishments? And then uh, find out he said uh, getting that single digit jersey number. And I was <laughs> like, I was like single digit jersey number. And then uh, this guy, Matt of the people, bro, he's like, uh, for a lot of people that don't know what the single j- digit jersey number is, 
as basically basically the top eight toughest dudes on the roster that yeah. like uplift everybody around them, just like a straight up captain kind of dude. And yeah. the toughest one that the coaches and the players end up voting for. So I was like, what? I didn't know this. So he said getting that single digit number was one of his greatest accomplishments and then uh, winning the little tr- uh, trophy for their division or whatever. I was like, huh. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know that about college. I was like, so that's why I see some uh, linebackers and stuff, like number four, number eight, number six and stuff. I'm like, that makes some complete that's sense. interesting. Yeah, so once it, see that, him and Brian Burns, a.k.a. Spidey. So all the way around with your with your Panthers are already Panthers, and then your pickups, you're just like the defense, you're just hyped to see. Yeah, bro, we got a lot of defense. We got, what, three linebackers? Yeah, that's insane. It's almost like a Patriots move. Like, we're almost like, yo. yo Similar, yo. right? We got a lot of players. What's, what's y'all's biggest signing? Like, just value-wise or for, for a player or what? Just like this uh, free agency. So oh, just straight up free agency, I would say the biggest W was Kyle Fuller for sure. We, we Kyle, not biggest... William? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Kyle Fuller. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, like I was asking you if you if there's any like just gaping holes that were like just eyesore. Like ours were for sure Denver, and like the big thing that uh, Denver corners. Yeah, our cornerbacks. We we had <laughs> we had we had like two starting rookie cornerbacks last season. Uh, I feel like we had. Oh, we had one. Tell you, Jeremy Chin. Bro. Solid ass player, yeah, bro. Yeah. I thought he would yeah. get defensive player of the year for rookies. Nah. Yes. So that's probably our best value pickup right there. But uh, you know they say like George George Payton was saying, you know, I, I, one of my number one one of my number one goals as a GM is to make it to where our organization isn't uh, forced or too predictable in the draft. And everyone was saying, and even all the mock drafts, before we started getting those cornerbacks that we got, they had us taking, like, Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertan, number one. That's a cornerback. Uh, and now they're all yeah. changing up. I see that he's going to – the one that I saw, I said uh, he was going to go to Dallas. Patrick Sertan, or I was saying certain. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. But then uh, this guy – this guy on his, I guess, the, the pro days and stuff, this guy, C.J. Horn, he's a cornerback. He scored a perfect draft score. C.J. Horn? Yeah, he's a cornerback. He's Already a, in the league, a, or he's a rookie? Uh, no, no. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a rookie, but he's going he's gonna to get drafted. But um, oh. he, got a, he got a perfect draft score, which is the, you know, it's like the it's relevant, relevant, Athletic score, he got a 10 out of 10. Really? Yeah, it's just, he had like a 40-something inch vertical. Um, Is that that one that you uh, put on the Man With Bands Instagram? It showed uh, some dude like... Oh, yeah. Jumping yeah, up there, was, bro, and like barely even touched it with his finger, but he got it, you know, because that's basically how the vertical rolls. So I was like, God dang. 
Yeah, bro. And it, that's, I'm pretty sure he did, like, you know, flat-footed jump, where you just jump, leap forward. I forgot. Like, the broad like, jump? Something like nine. Yeah, I feel like, if I remember right, something like nine feet he jumped, flat-footed. Have you tried like, that? No. You never tried a broad jump? No. And Kermit, uh, during track season, I would just try, just maybe, I probably did it like maybe three times. Bruh, like, you, you'd be lucky to even, well, like me, I was lucky to even try to get five yards, bro. And these guys oh. are going like ten yard broad drum, jumps. Golly, yeah. imagine that. That's no, a, that's crazy. That sounds some like a good workout. Power, bro. That's some power right there in your lower body. It's explosives power too. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we. I just want to let everyone, all the listeners know that we, we read y'all's feedback. So I got myself hooked up with a better mic. Shout out to Austin, my mm-hmm. brother. Hey, and man. as well, we saw. A bands, and then we saw comments saying more Bronco news. So I'm just gonna do a quick little rundown of stuff that Broncos. Real quick, we touched on a little bit podcast number three, but we did get running back Mike Boone two for a two year deal. Somebody that George Payton really likes. We got Ronald Darby. He he played every single snap last season, so he stays healthy. That's one's concerns. That's something I really like about it. And we got our man Kyle Fuller as our new number one cornerback. Hmm. And I don't know. I just I just feel like easy top three, top three defense. Top and three. Then, uh, we got. I'm calling it right now. I say top five everything, but you know five. This is what you do. But I'm yeah, I'm feeling like we're top three because last season we were really good. In the, like the red zone and all that, and we had two rookie cornerbacks. Now we got experience. Plus, Kyle Fuller is reunited with head coach Vic Fangio, so he's automatically plugged into the scheme. He doesn't have to relearn like an entire playbook. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the basics. And then uh, Ronald Darby, he's, he's you know he's been in the league for a minute, so some experience out there in the secondary, where we can uh, kind of teach and shape Michael J. Moody and Bassey. A little bit, so I'm excited about that. And then uh, I'd say the most surprising one, and then we do know we just signed Shelby Harris to a three-year deal, and then we made Justin Simmons the highest-paid safety in the league. But one that was a new change since podcast number three, we were at the time we were not going to pick up Cream Jackson's option mm-hmm. or safety, and uh, he, we let him hit the market. And he gives, and then he came back, took a huge pay cut, well, like a three million dollar pay cut. But he's like, he signed a one year deal. We believe it's for five mil, which is a steal. Really? So yeah, so, so he's your boy. So, yeah, Jackson's coming back. Ooh. So our our secondary is gonna be dangerous. Plus we got Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. Now Shelby Harris, and then hopefully Mike Parcell can do a little better than he did last. But that's a dangerous up front, and when you got dangerous up front, it makes the secondary that much better. It does. But I, I, I kind of see, exactly. I can kind of see us drafting a, another young dude for the line. We have uh, Draymond Jones right now. He did all right, but I can see us drafting another trench man. Ooh, trench man, huh? In the 
trenches. That's what they're called, eh? Mm, I just call them a I just call them a true defensive lineman. Like shout out to Morgan Fox to the Panthers. I talked about it the last episode, but I'm telling you, these picks that we got. You have a defensive lineman that worked alongside A.D., what's his name, uh, Darnold, uh, or Donald, what was it, Aaron Donald from the Rams, what's his name? Oh, yeah, 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 Aaron Donald. Yeah, so just working alongside him, you know, picking his brain from time to time, and now he's over here with all our youngin' defensive linemen. Oh, That's man, nice. it's going to be, I'm telling you, bro, I'm hyped up for this season. And I believe this season is going to be the 17-week season. Yeah, it is. It's official. I saw a lot of people are getting a lot of heat for it. They're like, oh. What? I don't know. They're like, a lot of people just, a lot of players didn't like it, supposedly. That's what I was reading. I was like, Maybe really? they have to work more and get Make, paid the same? I don't know. It makes no sense. Getting paid I millions. How? I love that shit. Off subject real quick. That was a uh, Vaughn Miller's first season being injured while he's been in Denver, like for like the whole season type shit. Yeah, the whole season. It's his first time. <clears throat> yeah, the whole season, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he's had like little injuries where he missed a few weeks, but this is like the whole season type shit. So. All right. So let's see. How would I say this? So how would say say Vaughn Miller ended up getting hurt? consecutively like each year and then this year he wants to resign say say he's been getting injured for like the past three years or something mm-hmm. okay and this year he wants to resign especially after all these pickup y'all got and he's like yeah i want to resign what kind what, what what would the talk be like with the player linebacker position that's been getting consecutively Injured. What What do you think that talk would be with like the owner and the GM and all that shit? Yeah. If we had George Payton still, I think he'd just take him out to a five star, <laughs> five star steakhouse, and then he'd be like, "See, Vaughn, you're really experienced and lean, just like this steak." <laughs> and then he would just ever so slightly trim the fat off and just look at Vaughn, and then he'd be like, "And this is how I like my steak." I think it had gotten him, and then then they'd just go on a conversation, and then Vaughn would probably, I imagine Vaughn would just ignore all the signs because he's coming back in his mind, and then he gets cut the next day. That's how I see it. Okay, so I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I'm kind of curious on this. I was looking through some NFL.com shit, and I find out that this player is getting the talk. Sean Lee for the. Dallas Cowboys. When we had Luke Keekley, I'm telling you, I did not get the end because I'm. T- I have a lot of Cowboy uh, friends. I didn't get the end of hearing that Sean Lee is better than Luke Keekley. I'm like, shut your ass up, Luke. Ke- this guy right here, number 59, Luke Keekley. You're telling me this Sean Lee guy is better than him, but he gets hurt every year. How can how can they be so confident in this man? Is this man worth bands, J Bands? Sean Lee. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of that steak dinner, George Payton would slide Vaughn Miller 
a check for one million dollars and he's he just have take it on the back. And I feel like that'd be the same shit. Like, yes, he's worth the bands if one if if bands counts as one million dollars and bands an extreme just, pay cut. Bands but are just overall, bands. huh? Said so bands are just bands. No matter how much you get in this is that team. Uh, if, we're talk, if we're talking the metrics of the NFL pay, he's not worth bands. Ooh. I, I would definitely restructure uh, if somebody wants to retire there and he still has some like little bit of football to offer and like a high build IQ where he can help out the young bucks. Mm-hmm. I would sign him very cheaply if he would do it. But I mean, if not, then go ahead, hit the market. See how you do it. <laughs> Cricket's on his phone, man. For real, bro. I saw that he was getting the talk. And I was like, this guy is barely getting the talk. And then, like, this guy gets hurt every year, bro. Well, I, th- I think where the talk's from is uh, McCarthy, the head coach, said uh, in that thing that I read, with he's having, he's going to have the talk with uh, Sean Lee, is because shortly before that, um, the cornerback defensive end, Tyrone Crawford, they said, uh, you know, I guess they, he approached him about contract talk and stuff for his agent. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently Tyrone Crawford is retiring the season. Oh, really? So after, after that talk, they're like... After the season? Huh? After the season? Oh, no, this season. Like, he's not going to play this this season. This upcoming season. Oh, really? Yeah, he's retiring. And, and then, so I guess after that, they're like, Who, what other old-ass motherfuckers do we have on the team? <laughs> just look at Alan Lee. Because I hear that guy is pretty damn good. Better than Luke Keekley, supposedly. I don't know. I don't know about that. You saw what Luke Keekley did. And they, well, they got that young dude. They got that young dude now. He's, I, I really like him. Was that, what's that? Wasn't he Randall like out of... Wasn't he like like a Dallas native? I, I don't know about that. I just know, I just know he's... he's Real nice, and just every time you look at his, every time I see his picture, like I show the player real quick and has a little college yeah. picture or some shit, I'm just like, damn, that boy, he ate a whole thing of peanut butter on the daily. See, it looks like peanut butter stuck in his neck. Yeah, I had a feeling, man. Yeah, I, I was like, gosh, damn, yeah, he, he's, <laughs> I like the way he plays, though. It's nice. Hmm. Let's see then. Speaking of oh, defense, yeah. how, how good do you know Malcolm Butler? He's good from the Titans. Yeah, he's good. I, I wanted to kind of pick him up. I'm glad we went to Fuller instead, but I did want to pick him up initially. You see who did pick him up? Uh, I saw it, but no, I don't remember off the top of my dome. Uh, Mr. J.J. Watt, the Arizona Cardinals. Really? Yeah. So he's going to be Patrick. Who would you rather have, him or Peterson out there? Man, Peterson was at the UFC event last night. Him and Joe Burrow. It's kind of a weird mix, right? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Joe Burrow, they just had Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengal quarterback. He was just there in a badass, uh, like a sweater, just like just huh. fucking posing for the camera, just fucking. <laughs> I was like, what? Hey, and then Patrick over there all fucking suited up. I was just like, damn, Patrick, you could have been a Carolina Panther. But how, how good was Malcolm? I want to say he was their number one guy. My trooper. I don't know. I just, I don't remember. I've never, like, watched tape on him, like, just to watch him, Butler, you know. Yeah, me either. But um, he definitely held his own. Yeah, he's a, he's all right. He's all right. If I have one more, just a quick mic drop for the Broncos. 
Um, I got, I just, I just the Nick Bennett, the tight end is no longer with us. We cut him just to put that out there. Speaking of cutting, we never gave this guy a chance. So this guy, shout out to Lorenzo. He's a yep. Raider fan, right? You're right. He ended up getting Willie Sneed. I seen that. William Sne- Willie Sneed, John Brown, and uh, Ruggs. Yeah, they got, they got some killers out there, bro. Well, I don't really know about Willie much, but I found out He's not, he, he, was in, he was in Carolina. We never gave him a shot. Huh. I guess we're the first team to get him. Says right here he had zero games, zero everything on the board. The next team that got him was the New Orleans Saints. Which thinking now, I do remember that. I do remember mm-hmm. him on the Saints. And then the Ravens? And then he went to the Ravens. Mm. Huh. I wonder, I wonder if he's gonna be there. You think Ruggs or you think I mean I guess Sneed, but I don't see how I always thought Sneed was a slot receiver. Number one in uh, Baltimore is what's his name? Hollywood Marquise Brown, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's I like I like Marquise Brown. Um I don't know, I feel like I seen Ruggs in the slot a lot. But I know he's a speedster and I thought Ruggs was I thought he was technically number one, but then he like got injured. Well they had what's what's his name? The uh, Terry something, I wanna say. Oh, Williams. Uh, is it Terry Williams? The they they had a number one guy, but they released him. But yeah, I guess I guess yeah, technically Ruggs was the number one. I always thought that Henry Ruggs the third. Who who we John Brown now? Yeah. Why does this name sound so familiar? Hmm. Trey Quinn. That sounds that's uh he's on New Orleans Saints, wasn't he? I have no idea. It says that he they they have him in Las Vegas. Really? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. Did they grab him from the Saints? I feel like this is the Saints guy. Trey Quinn. Sounds so familiar, bro. I'm guessing that's why. John Brown? He's going he's gonna to tear it up, I would say. It's going to be a battle battle positions right there. So what, what makes you want to go from Lamar Jackson to that man, Derek Carr? <laughs> Gunslinger right there, brother. I was going to ask you that. Why doesn't he want to stay with Jackson? That's what I'm saying. What, yeah, what, have, what have I been saying? I feel like they didn't. <laughs> Jackson only runs? <laughs> Can't get shit going, then I'm just going to run? I feel like most of the time, he definitely, most of the ball share was definitely Brown and uh, uh, their tight end Andrews for sure, though, right? I don't remember William Sneed ever being super flashy. Me either. I don't think he was ever really splashy. I guess that's what he got rid of. <laughs> I didn't even give him that boy a chance. Let's I see. saw some kind of uh, interesting news I wanted to ask you about. Um, they said, because there's a little gambling thing, they're talking about, what do y'all think about this? Sam Bradford is uh, next year's comeback player MVP candidate. Sam Bradford? Where did he end up Los going? Rams. 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 He could. He, he 
You can do it with uh, Galladay. He's going to have uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and now... Who did pick up? This picked up another wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I thought I had it written down in my shit, but I don't. Oh, that's who it was. That's why I was going to say I was going to agree with you on that one. Because they got the... I'm going to drop the ball before I get in the end zone, man. Deshaun Jackson. That's who it is, yeah. Because they're saying he can run deep routes for him now and open it up through Cup and Woods. And I found out that he's, uh, for some reason, he's uh, reuniting with uh, Sean McVay, the coach. Mm, I like Sean McVay. He's cool. He's reuniting with him, huh? That's what I read somewhere. Hmm. I guess he's coached them in college. You, you think that's enough to get him to the MVP spot, though? Ah. MVP's going to have to fight Derrick Henry, CMC. Joe Burrow 2.0. I was at a UFC event with Patrick Peterson. Weird mix. Uh, I guess I could see it. It really depends Matthew on how much, Stafford. How much they work in his scheme. Matthew Stafford usually slings it. Yeah. Like how I was saying last uh, episode when I thought that the top like yards were 4,000. He had 4,000 this past Ooh. season. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 4,084. Oh, 26 shit, TDs mine. and 10 interceptions. Let's see how much... What's his name? That they traded Jared for? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. He slings the shit out of it, too. And well, he had 3,952 yards, 20 TDs, and 13 interceptions. So, looks like Matthew is a little bit better at the Lions, and now he's going to have these crazy ass down. Woods and Cup is a dangerous duo. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a nice little, I got $20 in my betting. Don't go put 20 on this dark horse right here. Matthew Stafford, MVP. I wonder how much that is. Uh, Deshaun Jackson replaced Josh Reynolds for the, the Rams, but Josh Reynolds went to the Titans. He's going to be out there helping Mr. Brown. Hmm. I like Josh Reynolds, though. He's a good number three. I don't know, man. I'm still tripping on why somebody's going to leave Lamar for that gunslinger. <laughs> There you are. Sounds like, there's a, sounds like there's a legit quarterback in that whole in the little... Are they in the same? No, they're in Yost Division. Who? The Raiders. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But um, Jackson has a new weapon, though. He, he lost Jackson has a new weapon? What's that? You didn't hear about it? The water receiver he got? Uh, Sam, uh, Sammy Watkins. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sam, uh, you know, the Chiefs had to clear out some roster room, so they tried to get um, Sammy Watkins to take a pay cut. He didn't do it, so they got him traded. Is that worth? Is, then, is that man uh, worth fans? I feel like he only had one big game, he, and it was game one. Well, he got injured, too. 
I think he's a I think he's a solid number two next next to Brown because he was he was all right. Yeah, I think if he, if he stays healthy, I think so. Huh, that's kind of weird. Then, uh, so they got Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown. They're tied in. Who's their running back now? This is looking. It's a rookie. Uh, is it? No, I wanted to say J.K. Dobbins has. Uh, Maybe. Washed. Huh? He he moved. Thought J.K. No, I'm getting my rookie rookie running backs mixed up. I thought is J.K. Dobbins or is that the guy? No, Gibson is on the Washington football team. They do have J.K. Dobbins. And they got some other dude, Gus Gus Edwards. Oh, I like Gus Edwards. Yeah, he was good. I wish they'd give him. Uh, I, didn't, I never knew who the fuck to go with. I didn't know who was going to get the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what the fuck they're doing over there in Baltimore. What the fuck? Still got the same ass coach. How's he been doing? <laughs> fucking losing fucking second, first game of the damn playoffs. Because of why? This is, I can't get this quote out of my head, bro. My buddy down in Monahans, Texas, Daniel said. Lamar's good, bro. He just chokes in big games. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> he just chokes in big games. Playoffs are big games. Are you telling me this guy's going to choke every fucking season? Sounds like he's referencing. He's referencing that MVP run that he did. He did good all season. Slinged it. Did pretty decent. I ain't going to lie. He, he, he fucking, I think he had like, what, 30 touchdowns that season? And then there was like, wasn't it? I think it was his first time in the playoffs that season. He went MVP. Yeah, uh, I forgot who, he, who they lost to. <laughs> He's good. He just chokes. <laughs> I mean, good game. <laughs> I can never like get. The, um, I can never get the damn words out of my head, bro. I was like, so he's yeah. good, but he chokes in big games. So is yeah, the man good <laughs> or not? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not ready to jump off the Lamar Jackson boat. I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's just getting started. But yeah, no, no, that, that doesn't sound. Six two, twenty four years old. Wow, that's that's cool. Two hundred and twelve pounds. But can he sling can it? it? J.K. Dobbins. They got Mark Andrews. That's a good yeah, one. He's badass. Marquise Brown. Good. Oh, they had Des Bryant, huh? Forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Des Bryant's out there defending. Des uh, Bryant will probably fight you on site. He's bro. out there on Twitter defending Lamar Jackson quite a bit. Why is he defending them? He's just saying, uh, if y'all, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing it, but he's like, basically, if y'all think that uh, Lamar Jackson at the QB is the problem, he's like, that's, that's far from the source of the problem in this organization. It's, Basically, it's what he said. The only time I remember being on the Lamar Jackson bandwagon was his rookie year because they still had Joe Flacco. And then I was just like, they need to try, they need to try out that new guy y'all got. Ain't he dope? And then he had like little spurts of playing some games. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, he was good. I was like, damn. Why the fuck y'all still got Joe Flacco in? It was like the time I was like, Joe Flacco out. Get the fuck out. And then... Looks like he played seven games his rookie year. Ended up going six and one. Fifty-eight percent. 
completion, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Next year, he gets the MVP, 36 touchdowns, and six interceptions. That's, that's some crazy shit. That is crazy. Quarterback rating of 83.0 compared to his rookie, 42.6. Huh. Then this past season, he goes 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Three, six, nine. What's happening next? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening next? Is it 12 interceptions? So he went from six to 36. And then he cut down 10, went down to 26. So, hmm. I think he's going to do good this upcoming season. I can see a 22 touchdown throwing. 12, if not 14 interceptions. Dang, how much yards did he have this past year? 28 TDs, 11 interceptions. So this past season, he had 2,700 and 57 yards compared to Teddy B, who had like fucking 10 interceptions and 3,500 yards compared to a not good quarterback. We got to replace this quarterback. He ain't that good. Boy, he had 3,500 yards. What y'all talking about? <laughs> he's, call- he's talking those fast facts live. Then he had 3,127 yards. His... His MVP candidate. Why did he get the MVP? Because he was rushing some shit in, huh? But I don't know, man. So you do that. 2,700 yards compared to that gunslinger. What's his name? Derek Carr? Yes, sir. 2020. He had 4,103 yards, 27 TDs, and 9 interceptions. So he was basically keeping up, just not the yard part. I don't know, man. I guess this is going to be a nice season to watch. Because once I actually think about it, I got a lot of Raven fans, like buddies. So shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Alex Polanco. I know you like this little segment right here. Clearing some facts up. Yes, sir. And shout out to Isaac Polanco and Danny Polanco. Damn, a lot of Polanco. The Polanco Valley said, y'all like purple? Y'all like birds? You should watch this team play. The quarterback ain't that good, but the team is not that good either. MVP run? That does sound like a dark horse right there, MVP candidate. What'd you say? I mean, yeah, I think. Uh oh. Just just that in general? Are you talking about uh, compared to Matthew Stafford? Yes, sir. Compared to Matthew Stafford. I would put my money on Matthew Stafford. Ooh. He's getting old, dude. He's going to have. To make some stuff happen, and Sean McVay, he's, he's definitely one, easily one of my favorite quarterbacks. Oh. Uh, quarterbacks, head coaches, you know. Uh, now that you say that, I'm kind of curious on this. <laughs> Sean McVay, the youngest uh, coach in the NFL at 35 years old. 
compared to Matthew Stafford that uh, he's saying he's getting old at 33 years old. Wow. It's going to be a good time in the NFC West. Who's all in that division? The Cardinals, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Damn. It's a pretty tough division. Now let's compare Lamar to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. 5'10, bro. I've been seeing a lot of people thinking he's going to MVP this season. Speaking of MVP. This guy had 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, but he had 3,900 yards. How does a good quarterback only throw for 2,700 yards, bro? Explain <laughs> that to me. Oh, didn't he get hurt with gramps? <clears throat> One game he had to take a boo-boo. Yeah, I remember right, yeah. And then he came back into the game and fucking oh, yes, lights yeah, started shining right. on him and he fucking won that game. That is right, classic, classic. Yeah, you know the fans reading that up. Damn. It's a classic movie, you know, football movie right there. So yeah, he he was keeping up in the touchdown and interception shit. He's he's keeping up there, but oddly he has twenty seven hundred yards. That's weird to me. That's a big old loss from his MVP year, 31-27 to 27-57. That's a lot of no 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 wide receivers. Now they got Sammy, Marquise, Sammy. Andrews, the duo running, JK and Gus. No more. I didn't, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really see Mark do that great. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think he did anything super spectacular, but I, I remember. He was hurt, right, too? I, yeah, he was hurt a little bit. Then I'm, I might be wrong about this, but I think he was one of those players that were a little salty about splitting, splitting the load, splitting carries. Who wouldn't be, bro? So Mike Davis went the fuck off when CMC got hurt. He's like, hell yeah, I can finally run the fucking ball? Shit, <laughs> give me the rock. Shit. My name Money Mike. Money Mike had hands too, though. He was super successful in the pass game. Mm -hmm. Oh, very successful in the pass game. He actually had a quarterback could throw wheel routes, bro. You got to fucking have Cam Newton as fucking overthrowing the damn wheel route. He actually had a dude that was going to give it to you nice and soft where you can run hard as fuck. Yeah. Love that shit. It's just a simple plays, dude. I love seeing it in successful. Screen and stuff like that. Little simple who's, in, moves. who's in this uh division? Because they did good this year. Went to the playoffs. I thought they were going to probably go all the way. The Bills. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I thought they were. I actually thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. So did I. Who's all in their conference or the division? Let's see. Bills. Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets. Oh, snap. That was the first time the Patriots were in first in that division, right? Yeah, they ended 7-9. The Patriots did. Bills went 13-3. in the division games. They got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. 
They got Josh Allen out there slinging the ball. Now the Bills got a yes sir. Say Oh snap! I didn't even think about that man. Damn. What do you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna say they finally got a running back number one. They had a uh, Devin Singletary running the yeah. ball, but he wasn't. I didn't think he was that well, great. To be fair though, they only like they they handed it to him a lot. Uh, I feel like a lot of games single digits, and then in some yep. of those games. He was like 12 carries, and it's like, bro. Now they got a good runner. I, I am personally enjoy him. Who'd they get? Who's Matt Brida or Brida. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I seen. I thought he was getting, like, uh, I thought he kind of was getting hurt and kind of washy. But I seen he kind of was, but he's a, he's, still, he's a good running back, I think. I thought he was a decent running back. Better yeah, than like, Devin, I would say, because I, I, I watch the Bills uh, every now and then. And I was like, yo, what's up with these guys' run game? This guy's just getting fucking pounded in the backfield. Like, he ain't getting nowhere near a first down or anything right now, bro. He's just getting pounded. That kind of got me curious. Uh, um, I forgot who. I don't remember the, the name, but it said, damn, this this uh, rookie, but rookie running back prospect is looking insane, and his footwork was all smooth. Kind of got me thinking, I wonder who's going to take the first rounder uh, – Running back, because there's, there's a lot of talent in running backs in the league really? right now. Uh, I don't know. That's a good one right there. I haven't seen any mock drafts. There were like a. How good was this guy for y'all? Isaiah McKenzie. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's there. He's he's on the Bills. He's on the receiver. Yeah, he didn't do too much. Not for y'all. Didn't do no. that great. Stefan, Emmanuel, and Kobe. You think you think Emmanuel still got some gas in the tank, Emmanuel Sanders? If he stays healthy, yes, sir. Yeah, he's fast as fuck. Then, wasn't he injured for y'all? And then he went to the Saints and got injured over there as well. Yeah, he got injured, and then we saw how good Corlin—that was the Corlin Sutton, Sutton's like breakout year—and then we're just like, damn, we got Sutton. Let's <laughs> uh, let him buy. Traded him real quick. Cut him real quick. Man. Yeah, he's he's alright as a wide receiver number two next to Michael Thomas, but you know, Stephon Diggs was the best wide receiver last season, so we'll see what happens. Stephon Diggs is just a beast, bro. I was tripping when he went to the Bills. Like, why the fucking Bills? And then he, he goes out there and puts shows on. I'm like, oh, they <laughs> needed this man. He's a perfect fucking fit, huh? And then the three signs of. Leonard Fournette and Gronk coming back. Tampa Bay. Yeah, did the Bucks won the free agency? Uh, to me, they won the free agency so far. Uh, I feel like they, they re-signed their, the players that they knew. Though, I feel like they, Kansas City did just because they got Joe Thune. Not nah, wanted Joe Thune. They signed them to a stupid deal. That's what the. That's, that's what they paid Bucks, bro. The only time I really see Bucks like that is like. Well, yeah, you for sure want a franchise, like a nice, solid line for your franchise quarterback. But, it, like, signing him and have that big deal they did with Mahomes. And then I see all these little reports about them asking other players to take pay cuts, like Sam Watkins didn't go for it. And then I saw this thing, Ty, they asked Tyreek Hill to take a pay cut, and he declined. Really? He declined. That's so. what I'm saying. After since yeah. uh, last week, or last episode, I was like, I never really see people, like, Restructuring, and so I seen Tom Brady do it, and now how mm-hmm. you say that, it's just like 
Tom Brady knows knows what the yep. fuck going on. Tyreek Hill, he's you know. I don't like that guy. Huh? I don't like that man. Yeah, there's something about him. But he's obnoxious. Yeah, he's always good. Yeah, I don't know. He has a I don't know. How you said chemistry makes teams, and I don't know. It feels like Travis and uh, Patrick have that chemistry, and then Tyreek's like that little brother. Like you have to fucking bring him around. Like hey. My mom said that if I came out today, I'd bring this little motherfucker with me. I feel like he's that's why he's keeping up because he's like, oh shit, oh like that's like I think that's how he even talks too. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking crazy fucking bro. Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him getting re-signed after his contract. So they, I mean, they he's definitely tier one receivers. Calling it right now, then. DJ Moore gonna do better than Tyreek Hill this oh, season. Shit. Calling oh, it right now, statement. throwing it out in the universe. That's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. I think it's year four, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Yeah, it's gonna be fourth year. Mm. Ooh. It's about that time. He went from 788 yards to 1,175. To 1,193 this hmm. year, he's going to have 1,300 yards. I can hmm. see it. That's crazy, man. Speaking of uh, speaking of some yards and QB talk and all that, I'm calling it. It looks like, uh, looks like our boy Deshaun Watson is going to stay with the Texans, my guy. Well, uh, any, <laughs> any news come out with that shit being fake? No, last time I seen it, just he just has fourteen lawsuits on him now, and then right under that, it just says Texans signed new new player to help Cook, and I'm like, what? Clicked on it, and so now you know Brandon Cook's number one. It's kind of obvious, but then they picked up uh, Chris Connell, Chris Conley from the Jags, their wide receiver. He's oh, like, oh yeah, that's right. Little flashes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And I was like, damn, I wonder if they really are trying to just sign, like, little players that they think Deshaun would, like, you know. Who's like the other offense. little player that they tried? So. It's not it's not who I was just talking about. It's not Brandon Cooks, right? You know what I'm talking about? Nah, I'm talking about some other dude. Randall Cobb. That's who I'm thinking of. That's who it is. That's yep. who I'm thinking of. Randall Cobb. So now they got Maybe Randall, Brandon, and Chris Conley. Oh, Randall's still on there? That's what it's saying on here. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yes, I mean, I like I like Chris Conley, but he wasn't like no number one or anything. Well, he's a nice addition. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens though. But yeah, he you know, he said he only wanted to go to the 49ers and the Broncos. And the 49ers have the highest paid fullback, the highest paid one of the highest paid offensive tackles. And now they traded to number three. They're picking up the QB. He's not going to 49ers, dude. With, the, with them wide receivers going back, this guy, they said Lamar's better than this man. <laughs> 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 4,823 yards. Bruh. Deshaun's actually really good. I was sleeping on Deshaun. Yeah, dude, he's a franchise player. That's why everyone <laughs> keeps talking about him. It seems like 
you know, they'll, they'll probably be the last time I bring it up unless some breaking news happens. But yeah, it's just, it seems like one week next to the next is something new with this shit. And now they're going to have David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and his other running back. Philip Lindsay. <laughs> oh, snap. No, I didn't mean to, bro. I knew, so, I knew they signed somebody. Yeah, I just forgot. Yeah, he's got a little, yeah, they had a little nice little pieces there, but we'll see. Damn, this guy is good, bro. I'm tripping on that. He's good as fuck, and he can run. Almost fight, yeah. He can, and he can run. He can pass, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wonder who I'm talking about. Oh, no. Probably Teddy Bridgewater. If I don't fucking... I don't know. <laughs> Sheesh. No, that, no, yeah. Deshaun Watson's a true... He's, he's among the elite right now. 3,700 yards. I'm sorry. 15 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Teddy Bridgewater. Just got to work on... Well, I remember like a few of those interceptions weren't his fault. And I was just like, God dang. Are you serious? How did that happen? Like fucking deflections, fucking five yards later, some dude just running and getting it. Like, golly, what kind of shit? And the boy's still 28. Yeah, young, but... There's still, there's still a few little uh, We're going to build, build around and watch. Second year, Matt Rule. Second year, Teddy. They're about to share a winning record together compared to uh, Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. I can see a better a better season coming out of it. Better, uh, better dynasty, I would say, coming out of it. Have you got a chance to look at y'all's schedule, y'all's upcoming schedule? Uh, is it like out, out? I remember I just saw the teams, but I didn't know the... I feel like it's out, because uh, all, all the things I'm seeing is Broncos are playing Cleveland Browns week one in Cleveland. Oh, yeah? Is it? Huh, I'm curious now. I just saw the players, or the teams, and I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be a nice, a nice uh, little fucking first oh. week. Damn, is this the season? Oh, it is. Arizona Cardinals. Then we, damn, what is this? You got a tough schedule? Nah, we we actually get rid of the Falcons the first four games. So we play them in week two and week four. And then week three, we play the Buffalo Bills. You play the Falcons back to back? They're in our division. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, no, I knew that. I just thought it sounded like for a second there, it sounded like you said, we just get rid of the Falcons. I was like, what do you mean? That's because we usually have, like, uh, half of these, uh, like, we usually play them in the middle of the season and then at the end of the season. But now we're playing them in the beginning of the season. Dang, that's crazy. Damn, we got a lot of divisional games off the back, bro. So we got the Falcons twice. Week two, week four. We got the Saints after that, week five. Then we go to the Bucks, week six. And then you got the Eagles, Patriots, Jets, Vikings. And then I'm going to go to my first ever football game. Woo! Let's see. Which one? Week 11. Yes, sir. 
coming live from Denton one more time. We're going to play the Dallas Cowboys at the AT&T Stadium. Ooh, that's going to be a nice game, too. Ooh. That, that, the money man himself will be back. Ooh. Teddy versus Dak. It's going to be a fucking hot garbage show right there, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking clash of the running backs. And then Kyle Pitts and Dan Arnold versus... They still got Jason Witten? Nah, I want to say he's retired. Wait, are you talking about the Cowboys? Yeah. He came nah, back. No, nah, uh, last season he played with the Raiders. What? He, play, he played with, the, he had the man Derek Carth on the ball to him last season. No shit? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's done now, though. If I'm, I'm pretty sure he's retired. <laughs> what the fuck? That's yeah. breaking news to me. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Who the fuck is their tight end? Darren oh. Waller. Shit. Isn't like some Mexican motherfucker? Darren Waller. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, he's top three tied in. Top three he's tied dope. in. He's dope. Who? He's I hate that he's in the Broncos division. No, I'm talking That's about I'm talking about Dallas. Oh. Oh, no, there's some other. He's a white boy. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, there it is. Blake Jarwin. Yeah. Sean Jarwin, McKeon. Maybe. I thought they had some fucking Mexican-ass motherfucker. I don't know. No. <laughs> How do you think C.D. Lamb's going to do for a, week, a year, too? Um, if, if Dak stays healthy, I think he's going to be great. Honestly. Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper. Yeah. No, Dallas is... Dude... Dak Prescott was on the road to break some records to me. Yeah, he was he was, he was killing, killing it. it. Bad. He was fucking yeah. killing it. I remember that. I was actually on the bandwagon for a little bit. I'm like, damn. This guy can actually fucking pass a little bit, right? His yeah, longest it looks like his longest throw. I think <coughs> that's what it means. Fifty eight yards. Fifty eight yards. Hmm. Yeah, it's not the longest, but you know, that might be one of the things he breaks, dude. CD Lamb is good, though. I really like him. Is he, though? Yeah, but I am glad we went with uh, Jerry Judy. That's who I wanted out of the draft, so we got him. So. I think that's who one of my buddies wanted, was Jerry Judy. So let's see. He played five games, two and three. But he had 1,800 yards in those fucking first five games. Insane. That is insane. <laughs> insane. That's nine TDs, four interceptions. Uh, yeah, Cowboys fans, they have 1,856 to be yards in five games. This guy had a whole season, a whole fucking season, and he passed for 2,700 yards, bro. What the fuck is that? Was that like 900-something more yards? Dude. <laughs> In a fucking season, like a whole oh, week. 1,500 more. Nah, you're yeah. right. You're right. It's 900 oh, more. Is it? Yeah. No shit. 1,856, and then Lamar had 27 in 16 games. <laughs> what? Listen, dude, man, I really want to defend Lamar Jackson, <laughs> but I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> After yeah. hearing all this, it's hard to defend him, man. 
This guy had 1,800 yards. But it, it is a weird division, though. They had, like, the weirdest division of the whole fucking... Oh, yeah, dude. And then dude, the Baltimore has to play fucking Pittsburgh. Uh, damn, who else they got to play? I just got some live news. Oh, the shit. The Chiefs signed former Seahawks defensive tackle Jaron Reed to a one-year deal. Ooh. Breaking news. Damn. <laughs> Hell yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe you didn't know Jason Witten was for the Raiders for a whole season. <laughs> Damn, so they're in the hard division. They got to play Steelers twice. Mm. The Browns, which is, to me, I, I call, I don't know, like, I didn't really call it, but I knew that they were going to be one of the best teams out of that division this past year. And then mm. the Bengals, which can be a good team, but I feel like they they have a Panther problem with the line, too. Because that boy was getting hit so much that he had a fucking blow out his knee type shit. Or whatever fucking injury he had. It was ACL, right? Mm-hmm. It was a weird, actually, thinking about it, it was a weird fucking season. Because I felt like every fucking quarterback got hurt with, like, not even every quarterback, but, like, a good player out of every team had a fucking knee injury in this COVID season. Yes. And I, I don't know why. Yes. Deep inside, season. I felt like they are like, I don't want to play. And they just, like, get, like, a bruised knee. And they're like, oh, no, no, you're wrong, dog. That shit's torn. I'm it's out for the season. Just call it. Just call it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a weird ass fucking year. There's a ton of injuries. I think that was because there's no pre you know, no uh, preseason and no. There's a weird training camp and all that, you know. They had to do things, zooms and shit, home workouts. It was an increase of 16% over the past three year average. 555 injuries. In 2020. Damn. <laughs> I was tripping on it, too, because it felt like every week somebody got hurt. I was like, dude, this is a weird-ass season. COVID yeah, yeah. ain't even the reason. I'm just saying, this shit's hard. Golly. Uh, 49ers got plagued with the, with the Broncos. <laughs> had, but, damn, I, remember, I remember they had... Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle out, and I was like, <laughs> I was packing up on the other team's defense on DraftKings. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna eat shit. And they ended up winning that game. I forgot which game it was. That's crazy. Hey, speaking of that division too, there's some pretty kind of surprising, interesting news. You know, uh, Bud Dupree went to the Titans, but then the one that was I barely learned today is uh, the. Cleveland Browns host hosted a little visit for your boy, JVL Clowney. Oh, I did see that. Whoever like gets him, him is gonna is gonna be a nice addition, I think. I'm not sure Clown. if it's like a name how I've been saying past episodes like Richard Sherman and shit like that. It's just a name, but I always thought that boy was like a freaking nature type of dude. Oh yeah, hell yeah. What I the fuck happened to like Jason that. though? Jason Witten. He says right here. Only had 13 receptions, 69 yards. Kind of odd to end on that for a season. Jason who? Jason Witten. Yeah, well, you know, he's 
he's smart and he can dial smart some routes, but overall he's just slow, you know. He's just, he's just like that red zone big body man and like but to end at sixty nine yards and odd. Feel like he did that on purpose. <laughs> he's he's about to hit the seventy. He was just like sixty nine. He's like nice. Well, I'm done. <laughs> I think I can retire now. Did he retire? I'm pretty sure, dude. Yeah, there's no way he came back. This I is in my my season. Oh, this is date and transaction history. Oh, I don't know, man. Kind of weird. Pretty wild though. Las Vegas. I think I kind of remember that, but I don't really remember that at all. And he only had 13 receptions, 69 yards, so I'm guessing I, I never even noticed he was there. Yeah, I thought it was more than that, but yeah, I guess now looking back at it, he didn't do too much. No, that's I wonder, awesome. I wonder why he didn't retire after getting released by the Cowboys. I wonder why he didn't just... That trips me out when people do that. They don't they retire with their one. only team. They go somewhere else, and then they end up... I don't even know. Damn, right now he just looks different, bro. He looks like he looks like that linebacker off of the Water Boy. You sound, you sound like <laughs> a big choo-choo train. Like a, it looks exactly like him on this picture. Yeah, his brain's done. Dallas, 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 Dallas. From 03 to 2019, he retired in 2018, came back 2019. And then he went to Las Vegas in 2020. Yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. Compared to 2019, I thought like that was like it was just uh, Jason and uh, Amari at that time getting the ball. Right, 63 receptions, 529 yards. Mm. I don't know, man. Man, so you're gonna go to your? Is that your first NFL game? Ever. Yeah, I might have to try to go with you, bro. That's the live time. Is it? I love it, dude. Yeah, I, I, the Dallas Stadium is the only one I've ever been to, but shit. Just that, like how you say, even if you're not a UFC fan and you go to a UFC event, it's just life-changing type energy. Dude, Speaking of UFC fans, did you see the, the, the – I was like, what in the 2021 is this shit? Nah, so you boy. had uh, – Machine Gun Kelly and his wifey over there. Yep. Megan Fox. Then you had Travis Barker and his wifey, which I forgot. <coughs> Courtney Kardashian. They're married? They're like hooking up. They're their mm-hmm. relationship. But that That's was, crazy. Then you had Joe Burrow <laughs> Patrick Peterson. Oh boy. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I was just tripping on. And then you had some drunk ass fan that right when, because I watched the press conferences, like post, the pre fight. I watched like a fuck ton of press conferences. Mm-hmm. Dana White's there. Just got there talking, getting some answers. Some fucking drunk fan walks in that bitch. Dana, I'm going to fight for you right now. And Dana's just looking at him like, what the fuck was that all about? That was fucking weird, eh? <laughs> it's just a weird-ass drunk fan, bro. I can't wait to be around that shit, bro. 
it's gonna be. Right that's all I've been thinking about, man. I was like, man, when I go there, I'm gonna probably max out a credit card with booze. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think some of the listeners would know, but you got a plane ticket to Miami, right? Oh, got a plane ticket to Jacksonville, Florida, at the Vice Star Veteran Arena to watch my boy and new. Welterweight champion of the world, Jorge Masvidal. Game break! Oh, man. You're, you're going to have to get hyped for me, especially since I have a little, little coin on the line. And then uh, I've always been like a big old WWE Divas fan. Like, I would love to date a Diva, marry a Diva. So I'm going to be watching back-to-back two women champions... Going at it, bro. So I get to see the great Valentina Shevchenko and my personal favorite in the girl divisions, uh, Wei Li Zhang. I-, I can't really say her name that great, but <laughs> dude, she can fucking scrap. And I also get to see some legends like uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I, I, I was curious on the fans that are going to be in Jacksonville, bro. It's going to be Florida. That oh, shit got man. sold out in minutes. Luckily, Damn. I went from... I was going to wait till the second day that they went on sale. But I ended up purchasing the, the Fight Club Pass. Where I can legit be the first ones to get the pre-sale access code. And to find out that it got sold through that crowd, the pre-sale access codes, got sold out in minutes. So luckily, I was smart enough to fucking get that Fight Club pass just to get that damn code where I can go in. And I was in there about 45 minutes just waiting in line. When I got in there, it said 2,000 plus people are in front of me. I started getting scared, bro. I was like... Damn, there's only 15,000 people allowed in this arena. And on top of that, people buy more than one ticket. So I'm pretty sure some people will be buying eight. Some people buying six. Bro, I got my ticket for about 230 bucks. If I resell this shit, I can make up to a rack easily. Or my buddy Keith looked at the section where I'm sitting. There's fucking... Tickets going on sale right now for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> I can literally dude. make my money back for the plane, the hotel, and still have extra change if I sell it. But I've been wanting to watch Jorge Masvidal for a long time since last year. That's a long time. It's a whole year. Straight, you know, my first year. Hoping to see. See a baptism. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah. I, know, I hope he does too, man. Yeah, I know you do shit. Forty dollars on the line is a lot of money when the he's an underdog. It blew my mind yeah. when he said he was three hundred. I, I couldn't get over that. But after yeah, seeing after seeing last night, kind of scared for him, man. In a way, I'm kind of scared. At the same time, I have confidence in my boy. But Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman was in the corner, coachman. Of Francis and Ganu last night. He's been helping Francis with uh, training. I guess the last two one week of 
before the fight actually happened. Francis said he's been stressing on me to calm down. To calm down, keep calm, calm down. And that man looked super calm. He did, he looked poised. Exactly. He did that, that round one, he stuffed that takedown and uh-huh. caught him a few times. I was like, and that's what the that's the little press conferences and stuff, they were talking about how they're worried about um, his takedown defenses, like wrestling. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, oh shit. I even had a... Like, good. Stipe, I had to do, I did that free pull for the first time. Every, I guess, uh, if you didn't know, on DraftKings, you have all your little, like, MMA, NBA, NFL, little shit to click. On the bottom was one that said free pulls. Click on there, and there was two things for UFC. Free, free of charge, able to win up to $10,000, and all you got to do... Uh, on the $10,000 one was picked from the Sean O'Malley fight, the Tyron Woodley fight, and the Francis fight. It had three things in each category, each fight. So you had to pick the winner, the way they would win, and would the fight go over and under certain rounds. I was like, this is pretty interesting. Hmm, And then they had one where Nine things you had to get right to win $1,000 on the main event. And there was the winner, way he was going to win, who would take the most takedowns, most significant strikes, over and under. And they had two other things I can't really remember. Oh, will there be a submission? And will the fight go the distance? So you had to get all that right to win this money. I got basically... Nothing really right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Stipe was going to win since he already did it once and they went five rounds. I thought he was going to knock him out. But at the same time, I, I had a feeling Francis was going to just get a nasty knockout because that boy's just been killing it ever since he lost twice. So he lost to Stipe and then he lost to Derek Lewis, which is the number one heavyweight with the most knockouts in UFC history. He's tied, I think, with 13. And that's with every division, not just heavyweights. So that was fucking mind-blowing. I had Sugar Sean winning. That was crazy. And then I had Luke winning. But I had Luke winning by decision. That that was a crazy match. That was a crazy match. Did you watch that one? The one with Sean O'Malley? Nah, that one's... the Sean O'Malley. It goes Game Bread number one, favorite fighter. And then the second fighter is Sean O'Malley, bro. Ever since he came into the the Contender Series, he's just... He, I don't know. I like his confidence. It's not even arrogant or nothing. It's just straight confidence, you can tell. So I just... And then his fighting style, he like does a lot of feints and fakes and i don't know i like it bro kicks you in the face the spinning back kicks fucking looks right hits you with the left like that guy is just interesting to watch bro like he's cool as fuck i've seen that he caught him with that sick head kick bro i got so mad so fucking pissed i picked sean o'malley winning by knockout so that's two things that's where it started 
and then I had I had it going under one and a half rounds. So first round, get some with that leg kick. Oh, he does. He has a like a history of, or not not him, but refs have a lot of history of stopping the fight right when the dude fucking falls. Yeah. So this guy does a walk off KO. Doesn't get the KO walk off, so he just walks, and then the fucking refs like, yeah, keep fighting, and he's like, what the fuck? Goes over there and tries to like finish it, but it's already too late. He waited too long, so I was uh-huh. just like, damn it, Sean, that was my under one and a half rounds, bro. I was like, I hope you knock this guy out in the second round, first minute or something, and now nah, ended up going to round three. Vicious. Now you see that ending knockout. In the haymaker right, right <laughs> downward hook. <laughs> he did it I again. He did a walkout KO. And the ref was like, nah, he's good still. I guess he had his money on Almeida. Because <laughs> Almeida was the fate or the underdog. I'm guessing that's what I think a lot of times is these refs do some gambling on the side and uh, bet on the, on the underdog. And they're like, God, nah, give this guy another chance. I'm pretty sure he's going to hang in there. He already took beatings from round one to three. He should be good for another second. And then that boy hits him with a haymaker going down. Boom! I was like, oh, shit. Vicious. And that's when the ref was like, nah, it's it's, in, it's ended. It's done. I'm like, <laughs> So he tried to do two walk-off KOs and did not get it. That shit was cool as fuck to watch, though. <laughs> Sean turns around, the ref's just helping the dude up. Fucking did a little shimmy shake, shake and bake, step back three celebration. I enjoyed that. Like, oh, There's oh, a lot oh. of people mad that I saw on Twitter and stuff. People pretty mad at uh, Sean O'Malley. Unnecessary. Shit like that. It's not his fault. It's that ref's fault. He should have fucking done what the ref did and fucking. Called it off the first. So that was a nasty head kick. It was all shin too, bro. Straight yeah, off shin to the side of your face. Imagine that. Boom. Dazed. And then I was just like, damn. I was like, I see what he did, but fuck. Yeah. Should have been yeah, called off move. right there. That was pretty nasty. And that boy just took a beating the whole time. Guy's very vulnerable. Or not vulnerable. Durable. Yeah, hell yeah, he is. Sugar Sean O'Malley's. Still undefeated. Did you see? It's probably sold out by now. But he has his merch. He, he literally has 13 and 0 on it. He's, yeah, I seen that. He's 13 and 1, but he, he literally has some merch out right now. Hoodies and joggers. It says undefeated. 13 and 0. <laughs> Did you find what? out? Did you hear how? Because uh, I. Because I was thinking he was taking leg damage against the Cheeto fight. Because with the cap kicks, you know how cap kicks are a thing now? Or they mm-hmm. were a thing, but they're like very, very popular now. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the cap kicks was what literally uh, like fucked them up. Find out Homeboy hit his parietal nerve. And I'm not sure if you know about parietal nerve problems, but I actually have I think my mom kind of suffers from it, but I actually have a, an uncle that has parietal nerve damage, and 
it gets so bad where you can't even walk. You can't even get up. You're in your bed. You can't even roll over. That's how bad it is. So that happened mid-fight? That happened right before uh, he got, like, went down. Uh, he, he got hit right on that nerve, and he lost function on his foot. Couldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, it did happen mid-fight because he said he was dragging his foot, going to the corners at some some points. Drag. Imagine in a fight, you're just dragging your foot. Said, he said, quote, his big Ecuadorian toe hit my parietal nerve. So <laughs> so he had a fucking, he had that problem. I was like, oh, I was like, I thought he had leg damage from a fucking cap kick or some shit. Find out his straight toe to nerve. I'd probably say I was undefeated too. I'd be pissed. Yeah, he said it was a freak accident. He said that doesn't really, like, you, you fucking get hit on the leg. You fucking check these kicks, but to get hit in the nerve like that and just lose function, that's a that is a pretty freak accident in my books. Yeah, no, I'd say so, but I mean, it's all part of the game. They asked him if they ought to run it back, and Dana White said uh, that's a match that's there, like they can do it whenever they want. Oh shit! So next fight? Nah, not next fight. Sugar Sugar Sean, and. What's his name? Cheeto. Cheeto just came off a loss coming from uh, Jose Aldo. So he's basically beat Sean by that shit. You know, he beat him. I ain't gonna lie. And then he goes and fights Jose Aldo next and gets fucking mauled, bro. This guy gets destroyed. Jose Aldo looked like a different animal and beats the shit out of Cheeto. So now that boy's on the losing or not a losing streak, but he lost one. Who knows who he's gonna get next? That'd be interesting, huh? Yeah, I like I like, I like Sean O'Malley though. But yeah, USA. That's a Jay Vance of MMA right there, buddy. I tell yeah. you, <laughs> if Jay Vance became an MMA fighter, he would straight up be replica of Sean O'Malley. Heard no, it, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Besides that, besides those two fights, the only one I actually like even watched because you know I didn't get to watch it live. Busy week. I watched uh, that Woodley fight. That's the only other one. That's the one that we talked about last week, and I said that uh, Tyron or Tyron doesn't have the mentality of a fighter no more. But he's on a losing streak, right? And continuing. Now he's on a four fight losing streak yeah. and then when I, when I looked at his title reign he actually defended his title quite a bit of times I thought he only did it like twice but he defended it a lot of times I think like he's five, in his 30s isn't he? 38 yeah it's kind of getting up there is he done there's, or what? there's some UFC fighters but they're in different divisions like in heavyweights they're like almost near 50 they're like 40 something oh, there's one dude that has like 90 career fights and that boy's still going at it, dude. This shit, that shit's a while to me. But I think the mentality is not there no more for Tyron. And then at first I got scared because, like I said, you have to pick the winner, the way they win, and, well, the rounds go over and under. So mm-hmm. I picked Luke because I've seen Luke fight like his past four fights and he's really good like that guy is good and uh i picked him winning by decision because 
I was like, I'm pretty sure Tyron is going to be fighting for something here. Besides a win, he's going to be fighting for, like, everything. Yeah. So it's going to probably go all three rounds because these guys are good. Like, on paper, they're very, very good. And I picked decision. And that it was going to go over two and a half rounds, go the distance. Off the back, Tyron Woodley just goes in and fucking hits this guy with the right. Boom! Oh, my God, dude. This guy just came off the bat like a fucking madman. Like, this guy's on my fucking ghost gamer shit right now. He's focused, bro. I thought he was going to kill the dude. And I was like, holy shit, dude. This guy. I was like, I haven't seen this Tyron Woodley in. Shit, he's on a three-fight losing streak. Shit, probably like five fights ago. I haven't seen this guy like this. And even clipped him. Boom, clipped him once. Had Luke a little off balance. I was like, damn. This guy. You thought he had it? I think this guy's going to take it. I was like, holy shit, this guy's actually doing really good. And then Luke just durable, man. This guy, I'm telling you, got the chin. Just a good fighter. Stayed in there and just fucking duped it out. They were just duking it out. Straight duke fight. Clips him. And that boy, after he got clipped, Tyron did not know how to act, bro. He was stumbling from left to right. And they're in a smaller ring in Las Vegas at the Apex Center. It's like, I don't know, like 12% smaller or some shit. It's Mm -hmm. like a small ring, yeah. So that boy was just going from post to post, just trying to catch himself, dude. That shit was ugly to watch. I was like, oh, this guy's going to go down. <laughs> staying up, he's staying up. Gets clipped a little bit more times. And then he fucking got clipped where they went down and got him in that submission. How, how would you feel in that submission? You said you watched it? The guillotine? Uh, it was like Logitech? a weird, I forgot what it's called. It's not a... We'll just say guillotine for now, but it's it's called an actual choke. Oh, a Darth, a dark choke, Darth choke. It was weird. It was like a side guillotine, straight forearms, throat. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough for me. Yeah, and then Tyron has won a few fights like that, so his corner was just yelling out, uh, "You know how to get out of this?" And Luke said once he heard that, he just squeezed. So tight that uh, that boy wouldn't even be able to break that shit. Just with his own might, bro. Zero to 100 real fucking quick when he was already going 55. Just boom! Imagine that. God, ended it bad, bro. He even said some shit after he got off that show. I don't know what it was, but... Talking shit? Nah. It was some weird shit. Tyron did, at least. And then he just stood there, like, when, you know, it's like tradition, you know, after a fight, you stand by the ref, they hold your hands. That boy was straight up, like, in a touching, like, feet-to-feet touching, knees-to-knees touching, and then he had his arms straight down, like, this shit was weird to see, bro. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, damn, I think he's done. I think they're going to cut that boy. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too, if how that worked. Like, after so many non-showing up to a fight, if Dana just thinks about, like... I, I, I didn't know how the UFC, like, fight business works, but I figured, like, fighters would be cut. For the after. past fights, Dana's been saying, if Tyron shows up, but he hasn't showed up, then 
He hasn't run won around in like the past four or five fights. Oh, not even a round? Not even one round. Hang it up, buddy. Ever since uh, I think Camaro beat him for the belt, he has not won a round. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like as a fighter, it'd be a little easier to hang up my gloves. I say that, but I don't know, you know. If you're getting your ass whooped, like, I just fucking retired, dude. Get get your money and just go do some other 38 shit. years old? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, respects to him, but, I mean, when you're getting the shit kicked out of you like that, and I'm throwing even one around, my opinion is hang it up. For real, bro. You can go coach or some shit. That's what, I don't know. That's what Jorge said. He said his... His ideal thing is uh, once his body can't like once his body ain't how it like it, how it was, he's gonna hang it up because he's not gonna want people that at a point weren't able to hold my jock strap beating me. Like he doesn't want these little ass punks that he knows he can just beat the shit out of them in like two rounds, fucking beating me. So. And then Tyron's been going against the best, so he fucking fought Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns, Kobe Covington, and now Luke, which is a up and comer. Now he's gonna be like up there, top six, top seven. I don't know, man. Yeah, he's he's had good competition, but to not win one round, maybe give him maybe maybe give him a buff fight. Uh, <laughs> that's what he kind of praised too that he hasn't been. Given uh, he hasn't fought in no, like, fucking, yeah, like you said, a buff fight kind of shit. He's just been going at the top of the top, cream of the crop. But he's been getting his ass whooped. To get beat by Kobe Covington, broken ribs? I'll, I'll probably call it quits after that, bro. Hell yeah. Kobe Covington beating you. Straight having that dude cry, too. Oh, oh, my ribs! My ribs! I tap! That shit was sad to see. Golly. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. And you said you watched the three fights. So what you think about the new heavyweight king? Francis Ngannou. I, I, I like him. I don't know, you know. I like to see progress. You know, whatever. I like it. To, I'd rather see somebody win who, like, where they give some, like, you know, I guess constructive criticism, and they fix that shit. Always like how he did, and like then you say prepared that. to have to see someone who runs through everything, and they're just like there's a natural beast. I'd rather see somebody who I like to see people progress. You know, it's just like damn this guy. But I don't know. We'll see. I have to watch a little more of him. You know, I'm still pretty fresh. Fresh on the UFC like, scene. Yeah, the UFC scene. So I can't. Anything I say won't hold too much weight, but yeah, I like what I see. Cause that what boy, do you think about him? That, I've seen his past, well, that one being, I think, the fourth fight. He's knocked the fucking living shit out of people, bro. Bad. <laughs> There's this one guy called Rosenstruck that literally split this dude's lip. Names, uh, he got released by the UFC Overeem. Alistar Overing. They mm-hmm. fought. This guy fucking hits hard, bro. Split this dude lip. Hanging. Hanging. Split. Ugh. 
Fucking Francis goes in there and knocks him out in like the first 20 seconds. Swinging. Crazy. And just clips him, bro. And then just starts unleashing. Called it off. Before that, well, who else has he fought? Just kept knocking people out viciously. Bro, he's good. I think he has the best. This guy's name is The Predator. Francis, the Predator, and Ganu. So, that his last fight before Stipe was that Rosenstruck. That's why it's so fucking fresh in my head. He knocked out Cain Velasquez. Oh, his name. He knocked out one of my favorite heavyweights ever, Junior Dos Santos. Knocked him out, huh? Yeah. And then he lost to Stipe. He lost to Derek. He knocked out Curtis Blades in the first round. 45 seconds. That's who Derek Lewis just knocked out to be the new number one. A lot of first round knockouts, huh? He goes for the kill. He's a predator. He, he only had a... Going into this fight with Stipe, he only had like... A minute and like 18 seconds of fight time. <laughs> <laughs> so 45 seconds. No, never mind. Then 26 seconds. Then a minute 11 seconds. And then 20 Dude, seconds. Wrong. Yeah, so minute. Gosh, damn. I'm going to have to watch this guy for sure, dude. That's fucking wrong. For bro. being named the Predator? This guy has the best ASMR voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Where's he from? He's from Cameroon, Africa. Oh, uh, he's got that. He got that heavy accent. Got that heavy, and then he lived in Paris for a little bit. He oh, like shit. he like moved from Cameroon because they didn't really have nothing over there. You know what I mean? So yeah. he moved there to Paris for boxing. He wanted to do boxing. So he was over there, like, I'm going to be a champion. He left everything. And then after that, they said, hey, would you try MMA? And then he said, fuck it, why not? Try MMA. And now he's the champ of the world. Just like that. Barely been doing this for about six years. Have they really talked about um, who he's up against next? Or do you have, like, a pretty solid prediction on that? The only thing that I'm scared of, I think they might do Derek Lewis rematch since Derek Lewis beat him. Mm. But the fight that everybody wants to see, that I really want to see bad, Francis versus John Jones. Because John Jones is a heavyweight officially. He's like, I've been saying he's about 245 pounds straight, solid now. I've been I follow him on Instagram, so I see the shit he was eating. He was eating cheeseburgers, ice cream, just eating like a fat boy, you know what? And he's been working out heavy, bro, heavy, heavy weights, fucking crazy. But the only thing I'm scared that it might not happen is uh his manager is the same dude that manages Jorge Masvidal. And at first, it was gonna do Jorge Masvidal versus. Kamaru Usman in uh, Las Vegas. And then before it got canceled with all that bullshit, 
um, with COVID and all that shit, they couldn't get Jorge to sign the contract because the money wasn't right. And this manager, bro, like, I guess, I don't know, I guess he does his job right. I, I don't know. But to have the contract already there to sign, but you don't think the money's right enough, it had him hold out. They had Gilbert Burns jump in. Then he got COVID. And then a last minute, six, six days before the fight, they gave the contract to Jorge again with a lot of money. And then he ended up signing on the dot and got hmm. that money. And there's the same dude that manages John Jones. And since last night, John Jones has been going off on Twitter. Since the fights ended to right now, still tweeting that he just wants to get paid right. Just we want this is gonna be like the 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 fight of the century type shit, a fucking blessing for both sides, and he just wants the money right. So that to me just sounds like the Jorge and Usman shit where he didn't sign, somebody else signed, and then something happened to that dude. So then they gave back the shit, and then he signed after that. That's what I'm thinking. So I think if he holds out, they're just going to give it to Derek Lewis. And, and then, then maybe the winner of that. And that's going to be the fight of the knockouts. Francis has 10 in the UFC, and Derek has 13. And they've just been knocking everybody out. That'd be a fun fight to see. And then Derek already beat him. And decision went all three rounds with Francis, and they're both different fighters now. So uh, that sounds like a fun fight. But the fight that I really want to see is John versus Francis, just because I'm so like ready to see John in heavyweight form already. Especially I mean, after seeing Instagrams, so I'm like, bro, this guy is huge now. Francis versus John, like you know, Francis would for sure be the underdog. But say if there, I don't know, man. You know, because you know, he's moving up away. He's not, that's five knockouts in a row. Oh, wait, you say Francis would be the underdog? Or who would you say? Would yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's who I would think would be the underdog, just because, you know, John Jones, the name. I feel like more people would think he would win. I would think off, like, just asking, you know, just straight just asking me. I would, I, would say, I would say John would be the underdog, but it'll probably be like plus 120. Well, yeah, 140. Around there, I'll put I'll put some money on that. <laughs> I would put a lot of money on that. I think John Jones is the best martial artist I've ever seen in the UFC. He really embodies the whole martial artist thing. How he said it: If I have to lose a leg, I'll lose a leg. If I lose an arm, I'll lose an arm. If I lose an eye, I'll lose an eye. But I'm not gonna lose. I'm gonna win. <laughs> so I was just like, dude, this guy willing to throw it all on the line. But then Francis, yeah, he's off five knockouts after the Stipe one. That's Damn. that's a this guy hits like a Ford Escort going full speed. Don't really hear that with a lot of people. Holy shit! Yeah, I wasn't too active on the social medias this past week just because you know kind of busy. But yeah, then we started tweeting at Sean. I tweeted Francis. at him last night because uh, I tell you I watch press conferences. Yeah. And Dana White said, if I'm John Jones right now, watching this, I would go down to 185 pounds. 
And then John took that personal. He went off a little Twitter rant, just going off about that shit. Like, oh, nice promotion skills. Just downgrade John, huh? Let's just shit on John. I was just like, damn, bruh. And then he tweeted out saying, go down to 185. I didn't gain all this weight just to, you know, like go down to 185. And then they were giving live tweets out uh, at the press conference and at people's interviews. They're like, John just said this. And he's like, oh, (laughs) shit. Dang, that sounds very uh, serious, John. You should call Hunter right now and uh, get this finalized and started laughing. And then he literally got serious like that, bro, and said, no, really, if you want this fight, call Hunter right now and make this finalized. It's just if you really want this fight, because a lot of people say they want to fight, but they don't want to fight. Uh, Dana White said that just like serious as fuck. So that's when I tweeted like, hey, bro. Dana White literally just said, call Hunter to get this finalized. Like, I want to see this shit. Just do it already, bro. And he's saying on his Twitter rant, saying that next week is the week that they're going to be talking about this. And if the money's right for both sides, John versus Francis in the summer, it's going to be too lit, bro. Cause you think Dana White kind of in the back of his head just wants John to fucked up? I think Dana White is just crazy about this fucking phenomenon he has in the heavyweights, bro. Francis and Ganu hits like a Ford Escort. Now the champ. He's been wanting to do an Africa show because they have Francis, Israel Adesanya, and Kamara Usman, all from Africa, like uh, oh, for some descendants and shit, you know what I mean? I thought, for some reason, I thought Israel was from like, New Zealand. Or something. He fights out of New Zealand, but his like, nationality, I guess, as you say, is uh, Nigerian. Oh. And so is uh, Kamara huh. Usman. And then this guy is from Cameroon. Or Cameroon. Be a big-ass venue, huh? <laughs> big time, and they never had any show in Africa, and Dana White's about, you know, like, ever since the the one that I'm going to go to is the first fight back with fans, and then after that, it's going to Houston, and then he wants, he doesn't really want to go back to this Apex Center and shit like that, so he's one, he's, he, he wants to sell out arenas. Oh, uh, is it? Oh, because the Apex Center is just so smaller than the other venues. It's uh for the main part so far. Besides yesterday, it was just the fighters, their coaches, and then the staff, mm-hmm. UFC staff. That's it. That was all that allowed. Oh, so they're, they're, they're literally just using that to just do the the vacancy fights. Yeah, they're just using that that uh, arena because that was like the only thing open that they could do. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, They'll have, like, special guests, like, like, a little bit, a little bit of special guests. Like, my no voice went for one, and then last night, Joe Burrow, and then, like, it was just a handful of people. It wasn't more than 10. Pay 100000 get a seat. Who quick. knows how much they pay, bro? That's, that's <laughs> what I cheer for. Shit. Hell yeah.
It was a lot of rest. Man. So Yo, when, are, when, are you, when are you going to uh, Jacksonville? April 24th. April 24th? Yeah. It runs on a Sunday, huh? Saturday. Oh, Saturday? They're always or on you Sunday. Gonna, you can break down and get a laptop? Or you That's what I've been thinking of. I was like, late. bro, I want to I wanna need a laptop to do this podcast on Sunday. If, not, if not, I'm like have to do it on my phone type shit. But, or if I can find, like, a computer somewhere, I'll do that. <laughs> the public library. Find a UFC, <laughs> honey. Hey, take me to your crib. I do this podcast shit. Yeah, I didn't have the hat on right now, but it's up there hanging. You better start <laughs> add, adding the divas, all the divas and shit right now. Well, all that's the Dana girls. White. Straight up. Dana! Let me use your laptop. Let me do a podcast. Damn, I'll be tripping if my favorite ring girl's gonna be there. Red De La Cruz? Wow, I fucking... She has to be there, bro. Nah, she she lives over there in, uh... What is it? Australia? So she usually... I've just seen her at, hmm. like, uh... Uh, at the, the Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. It's, like, the only time I ever really see her. I haven't really seen her in Vegas that much. Huh. But now with fans, first fans that are... First arena with fans in Jacksonville, Florida. She got to be there, bro. Sonoma's legit. Godly. Let's see the greatest girl fighters that I've seen fight. Jorge Masvidal. Bruce Buffer. Dana. Herb Dean. Herb Dean. As a legend right there, but I don't know, man. I feel like he needs to give it up already. Just something about his ref style sometimes. I'm just like, bro, you're not even there half the time. Red De La Cruz, Ariana Celeste. Golly, I just... I can't wait to see what's going to happen, bro. First UFC yeah, well, event. Well, it looks like we got everything covered. I think so. On my side, anyway. Yeah, my side, too. There's a few little free agents I was going to shout out, but, you know, it's kind of no huge names, so I'm good on it. I literally covered everything on my notes, from the kicker to the running backs to the quarterbacks. (laughs) Crazy ass episode. Running back hybrids. Oh, man. Let's see what happens next week. kind of news we're going to have. We'll be covering the Darren Till and Marvin Vittori fight. Y'all more than likely be watching that one? If Darren Till, that one should be free. If you have, oh, you have ESPN Plus, so that one yes. should be free on there. And then whoever wins that fight might be looking at fighting Israel Adesanya for the belt. If it's Darren Till, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll have to cover that for sure. We'll see if... Um... Deshaun Watson is in handcuffs. There could be a few little updates. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Still waiting for Eric Fisher to sign with the Cowboys. CV actually was a tuggy master. Who knows? Who knows what the fuck he is. Damn, this is longer than the fucking first. Last episode, bro. I'm going at two minutes, two hours and 30 minutes right now. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess... 
That's crazy because I was looking at my notes beforehand and I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a short one. That's like, exactly what I was thinking all day. Minutes. I was like, this is going to be about 15 minutes, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest podcast we're going to have, watch. But yeah, like I say about every episode, I appreciate the listen for everyone listening out there. J-Bands had a busy schedule this past week, but... Follow us on the Man With Bands Instagram, all run by J-Bands, and Twitter, the Man With Bands, Facebook, and we appreciate the listen, guys and gals. Yeah, and always, uh, I definitely appreciate the listen, and I was going to say, definitely, if, if there's any topics or players or teams, anything like that, that you want us to talk about directly, like I said, like the man said, we're active on social media, so just messages, leave a comment in whatever platform you're looking at, listening to. We see that stuff, and we'll definitely address um, some of that stuff a little more. And then, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. Appreciate y'all listening. Until next time. Peace.